Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Can I talk about weed? Amsterdam. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. We're cool. We like to smoke <laughs> Oh, yeah, we're cool. We can talk about weed on our podcast. <laughs> we can smoke a doobie and... <laughs> We can talk about doobies and marijuana and get funky with the kids. <laughs> because we are cool. Hello and welcome to 30 Flirty and Perishing with radio presenter and producer Clara Kafna and Vegas showgirl Sophie Lyons. <laughs> Biblical. Where's the clapper? <laughs> there we go. What, Celine? <laughs> so, <laughs> we're going to kick off this week, like we do every week, with what we're loving and hating, adoring and detesting. Oh, yeah, it's just a caveat. I don't think we've said this in four episodes. We are fully aware that detest isn't the French. It's detest, but je, oh, and je, yeah. j'adore, jetest makes far better I don't think anyone noticed that. Or dummies. Or, or cares. <laughs> Do you want to kick us off with what you're adoring, ma petite fleur? Ouais. <laughs> ouais, d'accord. I went to Paris at the weekend. You did not. And I did on the on the Eurostar. Um, and my j'adore and j'adest stem both from that. Mm-hmm. My j'adore is the authorities there, the Oops. policemen. Their clobber <laughs> is exquisite it's like it's haute couture it is beautiful they these like you know those hats the men in eddie rockets wear yes navy ones of those the little and not made of paper no no <laughs> i think it's a normal fabric policeman fabric. and then they wear whatever the underneath is the armor is all like black matte leather and like we'll forget the machinery and stuff their boots <laughs> are, are my jadors they're like knee high. It looks like they're wearing knee high Balenciaga boots. I swear. And they were all kind of walking because they can't bend their knee. They walk slow. It looks like a, a high fashion show because there was some protests and we were on there and there was a line of them. And it looks like something out of Paris Fashion Week. Above the knee boot. Uh, like a Balenciaga <laughs> soldier boot. Like I wanted them. I was staring at them being like, where are they from? Where'd you get your boots? Where'd you get your boots? <laughs> Monsieur, uh, my j'adore is... Sorry, just circle back. I think what I'm doing is I compare it to the authorities like here and at home. Oh. Now, I will say, there have been times when I've looked at the guardies leather pants at home and been like, where can I get those? <laughs> I swear to God. When I, I like... The motorbike ones? Yeah. Oh. Like, they look really physically warm. Like, too warm, I would say. But they are fierce. And tailored to their body. It's almost like they've had a silhouette <laughs> moulding. <laughs> because they are so sexy. And they're on. So, you know the way there's like the normal street guards. You're run of the mill. There's all these. 
But then there's the levels. The big sexy guard is the BSGs. Yeah. Who drive the big, <laughs> the big we we in the girls' school the big big sexy guards. The ones who are in like they all have big asses as well. Yeah, they're definitely some of them have the leather pants. Some of them could be like on the drug squad or the detective bureau gang. And they, they always drive the Audis. They're not in the Fords. They're top tier, those ones. They, oh, they're the big sexy artists. I, I prefer a run-of-the-mill motorbike one with the leather pants. Oh, no. Give me a BSG any day. Really? Yeah. The, to- the authority like the drug, in the, the roaming of their... The drug raiders. <laughs> just those ones. The ones on the street. I mean, a if you get friend. into that. Yeah, we'll just go to coppers. <laughs> anyway, sorry. What's your door, then? Yeah. Uh, my door is... I was at yet another wedding. Uh, hold your sigh or eye roll or, or round of applause. So the wedding had Irish, English and Germans. And the dancing started really early. And then the last song was at one o'clock. And one of the Irish came, was like, no, no, we have to finish with... Say it. River dance. Thank God you said that. <laughs> I just haven't had a jig in, in ages. ages. In- well over Jude. Thank you. It was incredible. It's magical, isn't it? It's so freeing. And like, I weirdly have a video of the entire four and a half minutes of this, basically the last four and a half minutes of the song. And oh my God, it's so, I forgot I had the video and I was just going back to my photos being like, oh my God, it's, it's here. It like lights up your soul, doesn't it? It speaks to your soul. It's like your body's moving, but you don't know why or have something. Have you seen the live Eurovision? Yeah, that's the only one I watched with Gene Butler. Where was I at a... Like a flat In the we point depot. We were at an after set recently and we turned that on and there's nothing Your like legs it. be flying. So the video is so funny because it goes... We got everyone to line up either side and then, you know, like two come down the middle and then, you know, the it keeps moving it's around. A choreographed gig. A choreographed gig, right. And there's like... The Irish obviously start going first and then there's like a few English and Germans who are kind of just like jumping up and down, not really knowing what to do. And by the end of it, they are kicking their legs and flipping theirs. One girl was barely touching the ground. It was like, whoa. It was absolutely like so light in their feet. It was just, everyone was so into it. I just don't know how somebody didn't get kicked in the face. By the end of it, like people are just uh, throwing their feet in the air. But then the next day at breakfast, one of the Germans was like, that organized dance you did at the end of the evening was simply sublime. Did you rehearse it? And we were like, yeah, for generations, basically. But like, not for this specific event. (laughs) Organized dance. So professional. (laughs) And we were like, yes, we've made. So yeah, no, during River Dance. What a European wedding. I'm so upset I didn't see that River Dance. We did that at the end of my cousin's wedding. Oh, the video's on my phone. Rach, Rach requested at the end of my cousin's wedding and it was like fire it does and then you're so tired from the dance you're like actually i don't want to dance anymore so it like tires you out and then oh yeah and then i got back so the i after that i was like i'm absolutely cooked i'm going so then and then i woke up the next day and beside my bed was two half-eaten bags of crisps and a jug of cor- half-eaten cornflakes Weird combo. Breakfast bar. Cheese, cheese and onion. So it was basically they like kind of rented out this old country manor, like it's a bit like you know the kitchen just had loads of food for everyone. Cheese and onion. I remember the next day it was like cheese and onion crisps and then like pepper crisps and then cornflakes. Corn. Cornflakes. <laughs> Not a great combo to be eating all at the same time. Like similar in texture, if you different put it in a sandwich. Yeah, the cornflakes corn were too wet. I'm just talking about the crisps. So. I needed to carb load after all my high jigs. Carbo loading. Carbo loading. Anyway, what are you testing? My testing, again, is from Paris, <laughs> is rude French travel folk. 
Like we were on the Euros tournament, it was seven o'clock in the morning mm. that the train was leaving on, so it's probably like twenty seven. And we had been there since five, like. And then I got on and I over. You back. got to the Eurostar at five AM when the train leaves at seven. <laughs> oh I, I actually my eyes sorry, hurt sorry. from that eye roll. Sorry, I think it was like seven fifteen and we got there at about half five. Are you alright? Is you have to do security? Yeah, but like I heard horror stories about the COVID pass and I don't Oh, okay, fair. Anyway. anyway. <laughs> sorry. Real bones basically there, sorry. What was I saying? Um, Sorry, so we got on and I overpacked, so I brought like a large, large suitcase. And I was putting it in the thing. So like we were all getting on and there was no rush. It wasn't leaving for like half an hour. And then I was like getting my water out or whatever. And then a few people were kind of behind us. But there was a few people in front of us, so like I wasn't doing anything. And then this French tosser just goes, "Um, maybe you can come back and do that. Oh. And then myself and, fuck, I need to give her a code now. Oh, look up funny French names. Cherie. Shally. Is that not just like babes? Oh yeah, Mon Cherie. Oh, Marie Antoinette. <laughs> yeah, I'll call her Marie Antoinette. Yeah. Um, so, sorry. So then he was like, um, maybe you can come back and do that. And I saw red. I turned around so sharply and myself and my friend, um, we'll call her Marie Antoinette for this episode. <laughs> I was like, excuse me? And she was like, what? And he was like, um, maybe you come back and do that. And I was like, it's seven o'clock in the morning death stare silence we move it along then another one another french man then told Marie Antoinette to move her bag because it was knocking off the the chair and he was trying to sleep and it was just the sequence of rudeness oh. and it was so early in the morning on a friday i'm like we're off on our holidays like shut up oh and then we encountered a few of them over there like and it was just so like shut Oh, mm, the french uh don't hold back i think when it comes to no they don't and like it was so, like, as in if they just said it to me nicely, like, Irish people don't do that. They're so non-confrontational. Or they'd be like, I'm so sorry, would you mind moving yeah, yeah. your bag? Or polite. it's yeah. It was so early. I'm trying to, I'm very tear-shocked and I want to sleep. I am so, such a tear-shocked dead. That's, <laughs> and, like, by the time we got there, I was like, I'm exhausted from listening to them. Mm. So that's my test. They have many opinions. It's just, I think it's their delivery. Yeah. <laughs> they can work on their delivery. They could. I think that's the only problem. So I don't mind if you're like, oh, do you, do you think you could come back and fix your big suitcase? Mm. Yeah, of course I could. <laughs> no problem, hon. I don't mind fixing my trinkets. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my test. My test is similar to yours because it's in the travel vein. And I just hate driving. And when I say driving, just sitting in a car waiting to get where you want to go. Or to maybe just travel in general. Do you not think the traveling... Is just sitting down and waiting. <laughs> I'm so sick. Of it. We do so much driving over the weekend and dealing with shitty sat navs. And also, like when I was home in Dublin twice, and it's a six-hour journey, and you're just sitting down, going to the next phase of your travel journey, and waiting. It is door to door, about eight hours to get from London to Dublin. Yeah, and I just. Tired. Like, I'm just tired of it. And then, like, my parents were here over the summertime. And in all fairness, mum didn't want to get on the tubes, grand. And we're just sitting in Ubers. I'm just, I don't drive here. I don't want to anymore. It's different, actually, sorry. It's different when you're driving because you have something to do. But the sitting in the back. At least you had to go for a nap. Wait, I couldn't. Why? Because there's other passengers to jump to. <laughs> 
Well, like in my driving journeys over the weekend, couldn't do that. <laughs> we were on our J1, one of the girls was driving and it was five of us in the car and I took a nap in the back seat because I fall asleep anywhere. And we had a near miss of something and whoever was driving was like, guys, can you please help me out? And Sophie, would you wake up? <laughs> and I was like, sorry, I wasn't even in the middle at the back. Like I was on the side, head against the window, like a baby. He's just like, would you please wake up? <laughs> Why does that? Yeah, you're not really. I understand if the your the co-pilot your co-pilot sleeping. That's mm-hmm. no, no, no. I think that especially as to say coming back after a festival, you have to make sure that person stays. The driver stays awake. Me and one of the girls when we were coming back from an electric picnic, and um, we stopped at the McDonald's on the way home, and they didn't have whatever she wanted, and she threw a strop, and I was like, I'm not actually dealing with this because I think they were only serving breakfast. And she was like, they don't even have what I want. And I was like, okay, well, do you want to get something else? Like, it was through a drive-thru. And she's like, no, I'm fine. So she ruined the going back vibe, which could have been really nice. Just sulking in the front seat for an hour and a half. So then I stopped talking to her because I was like, I'm not dealing with this. And then we were going through town and I almost crashed the car like three times. And then she was like, are we not talking now? And I was no, like, you're not. a clown. You're a clown. And she was like, yeah, you're right. To be fair, she's like, I'm terribly sorry. But that, it ruins the vibe. I, I don't understand moodiness. I find it very, you know, you're kind of making everyone else feel a bit awkward being in a strop. Also, just pretend like you're not moody. Yeah, just be moody in be your personal. Be moody alone. Uh, be <laughs> moody alone. Yeah. Or just remove yourself. Just be like, I'm going through one of my moods. Back I'm going later. to the shop. I'll see you later. That's yeah, all just I want. Be a moody alone. Be in a moody, be a moody cow in your room with the door closed. Yeah. Yeah. Like, or just, I don't know. I'm not Had used- enough. After mm. COVID, I have no tolerance for it. No, we're all back together. You should be bloody happy about it and take your moods and go <laughs> elsewhere. I just don't, I'm really, and I think because I don't have many moody friends that I'm like, when it comes around me, I'm like, <laughs> what's happening? And I'm not used to being in a bad What mood. are you? Get away. I actually agree with you. I don't have that many. So when I'm around it, I'm like, what is going on? Yeah, imagine, imagine if you were known as like, oh, Sophie's just in one of her moods. Oh, you it's, know when people oh. go, oh, that's just Sophie. Yeah, that's worse than people boring. As an excuse. And yeah. they're like, oh, that's just Sophie. And I'm like, no, Ooh. no, that's a, a huge character flaw that you're pointing out. And you're just saying it's okay because it's her. No. Unless it's a compliment, you'd be like, ah, it's just Sophie. Yeah. That's just Sophie. It's such a different tone. <laughs> there she is. In one of her sad little straps. Moody out cow. It's like a black hole in a... Say that car journey. Say she was a black hole in the middle of the car. You'd be like, Taking oh, up all the energy, yeah. Soaking up all the energy. What bringing you everybody down. Drain and radiator. People in your life are either radiators or drains. I think that was so philosophical that's, when you said that to me. It's my Nana's I think that's so words of wisdom. And they're words to live by because you either feel radiated and heated up by someone or else you feel like they are bringing you down the drain hole with them. So obviously we were like thinking about the discussion for this week and I suppose it's inspired by my weekend trip. Yeah, inspiration from... Gay Paris. Oh, we Bowie. Oh, we Bowie. It, this week is 30, flirty and abroad. Word. Because I obviously <laughs> haven't told Clara about my trip. Oh, I am salivating. Yeah, so I, we went on uh, Friday and came back on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And like I semi fell in love with a Frenchie. Go on. So we went to this really sexy, like, it's like a restaurant club bar. 
I would say. Mm. It was all red lighting. It was church themed. Oh, sacre bleu. There was like confessionals. There was fog, like an absurd amount of fog. And all the waiters were male models. <laughs> sorry, sorry, an absurd <laughs> amount of fog. <laughs> it was. I could barely see Marie Antoinette at this point. I remember being like, hello? No, Because we... We arrived sober, so like it was very daunting when I got in there, and I was like, "This is so sexy," but I'm so sober. And all the waiters were like literally male models, oh. dressed as priests, wow. but not your typical Father Ted priest. You know those vestments, <laughs> and they're like black with like maybe a line of red or oh, that more Vatican City, Vatican vibe. <laughs> They were all wearing that and basically they're, a skirt. Not your average Joes. <laughs> they're Back, they were superior Jacks. <laughs> Jack. <laughs> what do you call priests higher up the Cardinals. <laughs> they were, they were the arch, archbishops. <laughs> archbishops of sexy. can I get you to drink and then we'd be like oh like gin and tonics and then another one would come back and be like you want food every single time I was like what like staring at me you're taking my order are you chatting me up I can't tell. it was so sexy um, and it was all red lighting and fog anyway so we got there pretty early but Irish <laughs> bishop so sexy um, oh. and it was just like it was and it was like church it was insane it was it was actually so fucked when i think about it and then we were having a great time like the music was unreal the dj was so sexy we talked to the dj it mm. was literally like archbishop was sexy <laughs> then marie antoinette met these guys at the bar and then i think i was talking to someone else and then she came back and brought them over and the place was closing oh um, well, basically closing, but they all the archbishops were so nice. They were like basically like no no like finish your drink and the place was emptying, but like the archbishops just really liked us, so like they let us stay a bit longer in the church. The cardinals were crazy for us, <laughs> <laughs> taking what's, off their habits. What's your? <laughs> oh, you can sit forever, girlies. <laughs> what's that one, Desmond? <laughs> Desmond Tutu. What is title? Car. Ugh. No, it's not. It's like it's not Monsi. Monsi. <laughs> Mon- is it a dead? Is it Archbishop Desmond Tutu? No, it's not Archbishop. It's not. Yeah, you're like Google. <laughs> Monsignor of my body. Anyway, so Marianne then brings over these two guys. And then I think she went to get a drink or something. So they sat next to us. Great English. French. But mm-hmm. they're great English. And the guy sitting next to me was like really, really nice. And I was yelling to him. And then um, he said something to me. And I was just like. <laughs> I could marry him now. If mm. I wanted after what he said to me. Oh my and God. He was, his accent was just so velvety and sexy. And he was like. Um, I was saying to my friend. Uh, you look like Megan Fox. Well. I was like oh my god I was god. like I did the, the classic Sophie what? <laughs> so I can't hear you the fog is sorry I can't hear you over the fog 
Could you repeat that just louder for everyone to hear? Oh, you look like Megan Fox. Your nose, your eyes, your lips. You do you kind of do look like, look oh, like Megan well, Fox. Well, I let you. I couldn't bear it. I was like, oh, I was like, thank you so much, and he was like, oh my god. And the way he was talking to you, I was just like, this is this is how men need to talk to women. Wow. So then, um, then we were hanging out with them. Anyway, we went back to their uh, apartment in. Uh, I think we we walked back. I don't know what R and D Samantha was in. <laughs> And we walked back and we were playing some bops and um, the neighbour downstairs put his head out the window and started shaking this really long stick in French and being like... And then my sexy one was like... They had a big fat fight in French, basically. And your man fucked the stick up. And he was like, I'll come up there and beat you, basically, is what he was saying. And then Marie Antoinette like, had her head out the window being like, What? You'll do what? And then the other one was just translating for me. So he was like, he is saying, don't you fucking threaten me. <laughs> yeah, anyway, so that night ended blah, blah. And then we were out the next night at an equally sexy place that turned into a club. And the sexy one messaged me. And he was like, hi, Sophie. Um, we were wondering, what are you doing tonight? Would you like to come to a, an after party? And I was like, left at half an hour. And I, was like, uh, I was like, oh my God, yeah, totally. And we went to their um, apartment, lovely apartment. Did you switch them on the first night? No, so we left. Marianne and I left being like, why did no one kiss anyone? Like, that was weird. Yeah. Because it was so, it was two and two. It was perfect. But bear with. So no. then he got on to me, and then we anyway went to the after party and um, got there, and then the compliments started flowing in again. I was oh. <laughs> like, "We well, just go to church now, like." <laughs> and he was like, "Oh, you are so all. beautiful. I love everything about you. You're you are awesome." And I was like, "Oh my god!" But I was like imitating him back, you know, like, oh, "You're awesome too." And he was like, "Oh, shut the fuck up." <laughs> then his friend was there. His friend was really nice. It was his friend's apartment. And then I started kissing my original. What do we call him, Pierre? Let's call him Pierre. And the other one can be called um, Francois. Cloud. Oh, oh Cloud. <laughs> no, is that a German name? No, I love Pierre and Cloud. <laughs> Pierre and Cloud, out on the town. No, it'd be out on the town. <laughs> Not German. <laughs> Sorry, Cloud, yeah, I confused myself. <laughs> so I was kissing Pierre. Yeah, yeah. And then um, I went to have a... And have a cigarette with Cloud, <laughs> and so then I turn around while I'm talking to Cloud, and then Marie Antoinette and Pierre are, are kissing, and I oh. like, and I I was like, <laughs> and I was like, is this what's going on? But why was he paying you all those compliments? Bear with. So then I was like, I was like, turn around, and I was like, okay, fine, and then I went and kissed <laughs> Cloud, <laughs> kissed Cloud <laughs> to piss off Pierre. <laughs> And then I went to the bathroom. The things the French people have in their bathrooms, they have like washing machines and bikes. It's like a corner shop. <laughs> it's so many trinkets in there. Anyway, and then I came back out and then Pierre, the original one, then came up to me and he was like, um, is everything okay? And I was like, yeah, it's fine. Why? He was like, um, I, I want to say I, I, sorry, I kiss your friend. And I was like, yeah, that was really weird. That was really weird. Why'd you do that? Yeah, why are you teeing me up to kiss my friend? Yeah, because, like, to be fair, like, Marie Antoinette's just having a good time, like. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. And he, she wasn't, like, he was dealing out the compliments. And he was pursuing you. Hundy, he was texting me. And I was like, yeah, that was really weird. That's going on for a while, but, like, he was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, I fell 
madly in love with them over the weekend. So, wait, hang on. This is a huge cliffhanger. So did you just leave the apartment and... <laughs> anyway, sorry. So then he was like, oh, I'm sorry. And it went on for ages. And I was like, yeah, that's really weird. And I could tell he felt bad. And like, we're just in Parry, you know, like, yeah. whatever. Anyway, he apologised profusely, worshipping the ground Megan Fox walks on. <laughs> we did the swapsies back. And we had the best night, all of us. We had a great time. So a note to any male listener. That's how you should talk to women. Just tell them they look like celebrities. And just keep telling them how beautiful they are. Perfect. It's so simple. In a French accent, though. Yeah. Like, it is so much better. I know. The French are like, that was a pretty... It was exquisite. Exquisite. He, he pulled that off. I don't know how he did, because I'm really not forgiving. He pulled the two, to the two of you. Yeah, I mean, Marie Antoinette was quite brief, to be fair. And did you have a great crack the next day discussing the debrief? Oh, we had a great time debriefing. <laughs> but he did say the reason he ended up kissing Marie Antoinette was because he was like, your friend is so um, open and you are a little bit cold, which I am. <laughs> I'm fucking freezing. Oh, Ice queen. I fell mildly in love with a Frenchman. Mm. <laughs> 
Sorry, I burned some. I told you I burned popcorn and all the popcorn smoke is in my throat. You actually look quite French this evening. I wore stripes was the occasion. <laughs> no. That's German. Oh, oh I, wore, I can't do it. I wore stripes was the occasion. You know, you might know the story, but for my first Wesley, my m- older cousin came over to style me for the event and drinks were happening in, or drinks, sorry, we were like 13, sorry. <laughs> Getting ready was happening in my that, house. That's the pre-drinks is getting ready. The pre-drinks where we were like ironing each other's hair. Yeah. And getting ready. And she brought over this big bag of clothes and I was like, ugh, unreal. So I wore a below the knee white down skirt. <laughs> coupled with. What age were you? I was in second year. <laughs> coupled with these boots that I got on my mum's. Like to the knee black leather boots with a square toe and a block heel. Okay. With a, this will circle back to France, by the way, with a, with a one-sleeved red top. Oh, an asymmetrical. An asymmetrical with a big bell sleeve. That sounds stunning, that top. Oh, yeah, yeah actually. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, it was actually. Sans. Sans block heel. Square toe. Then, They've actually come back, actually, fair. <laughs> They'd be worth money now. But she also... Classic Gaza. <laughs> she also put a red beret on my head. <laughs> and my mum was dropping us all in. <laughs> Are your glasses fucking? Can you stop wearing these when you record? <laughs> my mum my dropped us in. And I was like walking from the SO across to N11 into, the, into Wesley and Tony. Don't think he was a French exchange student. <laughs> Luckily, it was too hot, so I didn't. I think I put it in my handbag. Do you think your parents know when you're walking into work if you look cool or not? I know, I know. And then, and then, like literally, my cousins cannot stop slagging me. Literally, for my birthday, just gone. My cousin got me a present, and it was red beret. My sisters bought me like two at this point, so I just constantly got given red berets. But yeah, I don't know. I wonder what my mum thought. <laughs> like, I think you just think your kid's gorgeous. Just once they're not in like, what, a, a tiny little bra and like a boob tube for a skirt. Those ones, their mums don't drop them off. Or they're wearing they that under. behind, um, like, S.O. or something. Or whatever yeah. that is, Shell or something. Yeah. But sorry, you... They get on This story... Oh my God. Spiked. God, that was a wormhole. So we were interrating. We went at 19 after first year of college. And it was three of us. We uh, were doing like, you know, the usual Berlin, Amsterdam, Prague, Krakow. And we actually threw in Italy because we're classy. That is classy. And we went to Rome. So the Spanish Steps do a pub crawl and the pre-drinks are kind of looking over the Spanish Steps. So there was this like guy, you know the way, like we basically experienced Europe on that trip. Just We just would do the a pub crawl and just experience the city that way. Instead of doing the Red Bus tours, we just did pub crawls. And after a while, you get to know that there's, like, some people who just do the pub crawls for, like, nights out. They might live in the city and then do the pub crawls. Probably just, like, score tours. I don't know. There's this weird American, and you could definitely tell, like, he just goes on night outs, pub crawl night outs. And um, he was passing around these, uh, like, like a chocolate croissant. And, like, I, I don't know about you, but, like, when I start drinking, I don't really want to eat, especially something sweet. Yeah. So the two girls start eating it. I think and I know where this is going. And then... Um, <laughs> And I was like, no, I'm fine. Like, I'm grand. So I think there, there must have been, like, weed or something in it. 
I don't know. Anyway, we go out on the night out, have an absolute belter of a time, crawl our way around the city. Anyway, fast forward to the next day. It's a Sunday. It's the last Sunday of the month. So the Vatican is free to enter, i.e. the Sistine Chapel. I had done art history for the Leaving Cert. There's no way I'm not going. It's my first time around. There's no way I'm not going to see the Sistine Chapel. So, and then one of the girls who was with us, her dad was like a lecturer and he was like, if you don't go see that chapel, just don't bother coming home. And I, lit, at this point in my life, just did not get hangovers. Like, no matter what what time I came home at, obviously being 19 helps. The third girl, she had already been to the Sistine Chapel. She was like, I'm not coming. I'm also getting sick, black stuff. So, F you, Michelangelo. <laughs> F you, Michelangelo. <laughs> Whereas me and the other girl, she was like, my dad's told me, just don't bother coming home if you haven't seen it so I was like okay we go she can't speak the whole way we're traveling there we had to get like the metro she was like pale with like sweat from uh, the night before from the night before it's just like ferocious hangovers and um, anyway the we get to the Vatican we're like walking through the queues but for some reason the queues were moving real fast maybe because it's free and people can just walk in but I don't know if you've ever been there if when you walk in you're basically walk down like a U like the building shape like a U so you kind of walk down one bit the Sistine Chapel's at the bottom of the U and then you walk back up but it's like an endless corridor of just like random paintings sorry i'm sure they're of huge christianity <laughs> huge value to the christian world catholic world but anyway we were walking down and walking down this endless tunnel of like renaissance and catholic pops pops <laughs> and as we keep going my friend is getting weaker and weaker and weaker <laughs> and i'm like oh my god so i only know at best remedial Spanish <laughs> and when you say Spanish words to an Italian person they don't it doesn't go down well and I was like don't do el baño like not like serviso serviso and they were like Duh. and then they're like I don't know why I didn't try English anyway and like my friend was like I need the bathroom I need the bathroom and I was like I don't know um we're just gonna have to like there's no end in sight there's just there's no exits there's no toilets so anyway we get into the Sistine Chapel and it's like <laughs> sardines wedged in there there's like police kind of or like you know museum police all like laced around the side of it and then everyone's just like sardined in the middle and like just looking up as soon as we got in there I just put the little you know the museum telephone up to my ear completely forgot about my friend it was like the crowd will hold her up I'm sure she's been fine <laughs> Let so me that, enjoy the art. Yeah, this is, <laughs> don't be selfish. Hello. Go faint in the corner. <laughs> so then, there I am just being like, oh, uh, like a mouth open, just staring up at this like beautiful scene up, up, above me. And then I get this like thump in the back, like just thud. And I just turn around, I was like, excuse me, you turn around. And my friend is like, Whoa! And she's like, her cheeks full of vomit. It's like spilling out of her between her fingers. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God. So I had to take off my hoodie, put it on. And she was like getting, I had to make like a bowl. Bowl. <laughs> bowl. And she was like, bah! like all this thing. And then like all these, like obviously, like the crowds divide, like Moses. It was like, bah! We were like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. So then this um lo- this lovely little Italian woman or some other old lady <laughs> came up to us and they had a plastic bag. So they put the hoodie in the bag and she was getting sick into the bag. And then he was uh, she was like, oh, it's just so hot in here. I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, okay. 
So then she was like, I need to sit down. So we put her on this like little pew on the, on the edge. And was I was like. no one like you're about to vomit on the 16 channel? <laughs> so she was like, am I going Irish. to hell? And I was like, just keep getting sick. It's fine. So she was like, no, no, here, go off. Like, give me a few minutes. So I went off, like, listen to my whole audio guide. And I came back and this like, she was bent forward with her like head kind of between her knees. And this old Japanese man was asleep <laughs> on top of her. <laughs> and she was like, she just lifted her head up from like the bag of vomit and hoodie and wiped her lip. And was like, can we go get some lemon sorbet, please? <laughs> so I was like, okay. So we left. She went, finally got found a toilet. Eventually left. I had to make all of the Raffaella pieces. Couldn't go to them anyway. And we got her some lemon sorbet. And then like we rang the third girl. And we were like, are, are you so glad you didn't come? And she was like, yeah, I'm still getting sick. So whatever that man gave us. The superstar in that story is the old Japanese man <laughs> falling asleep. <laughs> in <the system> chapel. <laughs> She was like, what do I, I can't tell my dad I saw the Sistine Chapel because I didn't. I would have thought you'd get a fine for vomiting the Sistine Chapel. <laughs> so sacrilegious. Because you know, like the, the Last Supper, they like pump the room every, oh, is it 15 seconds or something with oxygen or something yeah. to preserve it. Her like, puke particles are 100% But on. that's acidic. That's so <laughs> harmful to the arse. Like I did art history too. And from, I know about restoration. From... <laughs> Just from um, what I call myself, not a patron. <laughs> from an appreciation. <laughs> sure, that's not. No. One shouldn't go in there vulnerable. Go in there, <laughs> top of the class. Yeah, go in there as big. Clear nerd. head. Yeah. Don't go and in I decked out, but the Japanese man, God bless him. God bless him. I was thinking and I was like writing them all down thinking of, of stories and stuff and then you know you start you start thinking you're like oh and then this and I don't have the best memory mm. so I was like talking to a few people trying to like gather them but one that stuck out and that came right to my mind was uh, we went to Vancouver for our first year summer after college um, mm. and we went and lived in a frat village like in a frat house with these frat boys like it was just so fun and we were there for like the full three months like Vancouver is beautiful and it was our first summer away, mm. college, you know, freedom, you're out of school, all that kind of stuff. And like most girls at that age, like you're like 19, so most girls at that age are really like conscious of like what they look like and what they're wearing and their hair and their makeup. And they've kind of copped on to that. But like something was amiss in our group. There was nine of us. Mm. Something was amiss there where we did not think like... <laughs> about the repercussions of what we were ingesting like food and alcohol wise like there was Uh, no awareness whatsoever it literally was like we called it girls gone wild with food oh because well there's no in north america no portion control and everything's like what deep fried no no but like even when we went to the supermarket it was there was no sort of like (laughs) oh it was like sending a baby into a supermarket (laughs) it was so it was actually so disgusting. There was a 24-hour McDonald's down the road from the frat village. We probably went to that every day. Then there was a place called Red Robin, which me and two of the girls took a particular shining to. Um, and that was all fast food. And we literally would... We ate ourselves silly. And all of us collectively put on so much weight. And then because vodka and stuff was too expensive, we were drinking cider. Oh. 
Yeah. And we would be drinking this cider hook growers, like two litres. As of, we were growing. As <laughs> it helped us grow. <laughs> One of the girls got off the plane when we got home and their parents didn't recognise them. Like they oh, walked stop. by her. We all collectively gained so much weight. And because we were all steadily growing, no one noticed. It was only when we came back and like one of the girls' um, mum was like, Tina Jowley. <laughs> Huge. Like no awareness. That, I, I, that's such a common thing with like those J1 summers. Everyone comes back. But I've heard of J1 home. ton, but this was like... J1 ton, exactly. Yeah, but oh, I don't know if it was J1 ton. It was literally like someone let a child into... It was like a free-for-all. <laughs> and we collectively grew. I'd say everyone gained about a stone and a half. Yeah, RJ1, we had, used to get the 444 deal in Domino's and come back. Like, you get four pizzas for $4.44 or something. Oh, and we just get, used to get Domino's, like, every night, like, 4 a.m. You, you cannot be healthy in that. In that it's very hard to get vegetables in America as I well. don't think they exist. They don't. No. Um, but that was one of my favourites because I think girls that age are so aware and we were so blissfully so blissfully large (laughs) I remember one of the girls one day I was like your boobs look amazing like towards the end of the holiday like kind of late August she was like that's because I put on weight I was like no it's not she's like yes it is you have collectively had like a bum boobs jowls (laughs) Even the thinnest of gals. <laughs> just so swollen. <laughs> swollen. Just full of sugar oh and God. dough. Yeah. Literally. I don't think we ate any. And we, we used to go into the kitchen in the frat house, lock the front door, go through the fridge. Of all the people's food, there was loads of people in the house. We'd cook it at like, when we were drunk at like 1 or 2 a.m. And they'd knock on the door and we were like, oh, such and such is crying. Like, can you give us five minutes when we really, we were just shoveling, <laughs> shoveling our, shoving it into our piles because we hadn't had enough. And like the late night eating is such a killer when you were eating normally all day and then you go to sleep. We used to get these big burritos that every, they were called the burrito baby because they were like a baby. And it'd take you, honestly, you couldn't finish all one in one sitting. And then you, there'd always be like a random half a burrito baby left in the fridge. Wow, that's amazing. Finish. But that's one of my, still my favourites because I loved that we were those girls that didn't care even if it did wreak havoc on our waistline. <laughs> Spend the whole next year trying to lose. Basically, yeah. But then we went to Thailand the next year where everyone lost loads of weight. Yeah, true. Because everyone gets some kind of tummy disease. Parasite. <laughs> Parasite. I think most people liked it to be honest. Yeah, like, I was like, finally. Like, oh no, I don't feel well. Best go to bed. <laughs> See you tomorrow. My jeans are looser. <laughs> oh. Okay, so jumping back to this interrelating trip, right? Our first stop was Amsterdam. And we were a few days ahead of the lads that were in our college course. So we were like, oh, we actually might hang around one extra night in Amsterdam to have one night out with of course. some of the lads. So this was their first day of their holiday. Dangerous. S- straight out the gap. They were box fresh. Whereas we'd had like, I think two or three nights ahead of them. So we meet them in a cafe called Smoky Joe's. <laughs> Which I think says it all. It's probably one of those like English 
like there's one called the Bulldog. You know, it's it's not like an authentic Amsterdam like cafe experience. And we were we go and meet them, and then they've been there for like two or three hours, and they've just I don't think they've been outside. They were just pumping joints into them, and like there's like a menu, and it's you know like a rainbow, and I think they were smoking like the black joints. It was just I I suppose it was like look, there's a novelty. It's legal, you know. Let's go real hard. So one of the lads who was there, he 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 got up to go to the loo because he hadn't really said much for a while. And on his way to the loo, he fainted, bald <laughs> and whitey. And the lads were trying to maintain their coolness in this bar, and they were like, "No, no, no! He just fainted because he's a vegetarian." <laughs> so they. They kind of cart him outside and put him outside sitting on this high stool. And we all kind of went outside to be like, well, do we go? Like, is he okay? And he was sitting there. Vegetarian. <laughs> and he was like sitting on a stool and he was, you know, they were like quite green. Yeah. And he was just dripping in sweat. <laughs> and this wasp dripped out to get dry because he was like this. It must have been really hot or smelly or whatever. And then so. this <laughs> garbage. <laughs> Like sweating vegetarian garbage. Yeah, garbage. And he was trying to like bat away this wasp, but like he still wasn't really sure like where he was or what he was doing. And the, the bouncer was like totally trying to defend. He was like, Don't worry, just got a bit of smoke in his eyes. Smoke in his eyes. We were like, Yeah, okay. So anyway, we leave the lads at this point because we we're like, there's not much fun to be had here. You guys vegetarians are vegetarians passing away. <laughs> <laughs> completely mongs we were like we'll see you later we're gonna go they were going on a pub cross so we were like okay we'll meet you at that or whatever so then we didn't see them and then fast forward to Berlin we get the full story of what happened to them that night so um, vegeta- the, ve- the, ve- <laughs> the vegetarian comes round and he's like ready to go out that night he's done full <laughs> one classic vegetarian yes. he found some like pulses he's <laughs> like I'm ready to go he found, he found a corn shop and there were some pine nuts there. <laughs> yeah, he got jacked up on lentils. It was like... Mm. So anyway, they go on this pub call, right? And then one of the other lads got, gets so drunk on the on the pub crawl that the one of the reps on the pub crawl orders him an ambulance. <laughs> and so... <What's> the reps? <laughs> you know, the, like, the herders of the pub crawls. What do you call them? <laughs> the rep. Like, yeah, the raps. <laughs> yes. the raps, like in the, like a covered show. It's like one of those. So he was like, This guy is too drunk. the rap is like, oh. <laughs> has it on speed dial. Like, oh. hello. hello. <laughs> one more. One more. <laughs> we need another one. <laughs> so, so the ambulance arrives, and your man, like, I don't, to be fair, I don't think he was like, like KO'd that he needs to be like wheeled onto the ambulance. I th- he think he was fine, but he was probably just a bit too pissed. For the pub roll. <laughs> so the vegetarian at the time <laughs> worked. He had kind of like a studenty job in a hospital. So he was like, they were like, is anyone here a doctor? And he was like, I work in a hospital. So he thought he was a doctor. So the vegetarian goes in the ambulance with one of the lads. And he's like going there. And it's like, oh my God, what have I agreed to? They get to the hospital, they check him into a room. He then KOs. He has like a drip coming out of one arm. You know, it's all the hangover solution. Bits. <laughs> Bits. Shot of B vitamin or whatever. And um, the, the, 
the vegetarian is there like the is charged. <laughs> and he's looking at the driver like, mm, yeah, and then I think he just I concur. <laughs> he he needs he needs more lentils. He's I give him a shot of lentils <laughs> and a double dose of aubergine. And then it's so funny. And um anyway, the vegetarian is charged. And he just like put the it panic back. In his eye. He's like, he better not have to go to surgery. Like, what am I gonna do? So then he goes anyway, he ends up falling asleep in the hospital. <laughs> and the your man who was in the bed wakes up and he's butt naked bar an adult nappy and you know one of those like hospital gowns and he's like where am I so he like gets up like a zombie is like <laughs> and like rips all the stuff out of his arm and he's like <laughs> kind of I wouldn't say walking but I would say like thudding down the hospital <laughs> with like his arse hanging out with the adult nappy on and with the drip, like, training behind him. And he just left. So he shows up. Did he leave the vegetarian there? <laughs> the vegetarian can't catch a break. What a terrible start to holiday. Also, he's a vegetarian, so you know, it's not easy anyway. <laughs> Especially in those days. Especially in 2006. Seven. Especially in 2007. So then, uh, anyway, he, he gets a taxi and goes, <laughs> checks himself out, or just walks out, gets a taxi to the hostel, and the vegetarian wakes up, and I was like, what the fuck, where's he gone? The doctors come in, be like, what have you done with your patient? He's like, I don't know where he is, but his clothes what are patients? here. I'm not a doctor, I'm a hospital porter. So then he... he Anyway, the vegetarian had to gather his clothes and just leave and met him in the hostel the next day. Or later on that day. Is your man okay? He's still alive now, so. Oh, great. <laughs> Hopefully eating meat. Actually, this feeds in very nicely to my story. Hit about it. an ailment when travelling. Oh. So we went skiing in our final year college and... Four of us were just booking together and like a few of the other girls booked with one of the boyfriends and they were in a different university and they were going in the university. Anyway, so we ended up staying like a little bit outside the town. But when I say a little bit, like in a skiing resort, a little bit is a lot. So we were like Kenya and they were in Mozambique basically. <laughs> and like Kenya didn't have any amenities. Um, and like you kind of felt stranded. But we were right next to the ski slope. But the village and stuff was in Mozambique. Right. And we were having a great time, but you know, those trips, like with skiing, you're up, you need to be up early enough, like, so you're up all day, you're skiing, then you go to the apres ski where you're drinking, and you come back, you get ready quickly, and then you go out, mm. then you get minimal sleep and do it again. So we were doing that for days and days and days, and then obviously not eating well, like it was a lot of... Strudels. Was... <laughs> <laughs> 99% strudel. One percent glue wine, ten percent gin, and ninety percent strudel. With a little bit of wolf. <laughs> and obviously, like that's not gonna make you feel well. So, like I remember having heartburn and stuff, and being like, "Oh Christ!" Anyway, it got to the last night. 
and we were getting ready to go out. And I think we had to leave for the airport at like 5 a.m. And it was about, I want to say like 7 or 8 p.m. And I started getting this pain going on my left arm. And I was like, oh, I'm sure like it's, I'm sure I've just done something skiing. And bear in mind, we're in the middle of nowhere. Like you can't really see anything around you. It's just white. (laughs) The windows, like there's no salvation. And then I obviously in my head, I was like, if something is wrong, I'm in the middle of nowhere. And then the left pain of my arm. And I then started being like, oh God. And like, I'm pretty good usually at keeping my calm, but the signs of a heart attack in the middle of nowhere sent me soaring. <laughs> and then I started being like, this girl's like, oh, I don't feel very well. And they were like, oh really? And like, we were like 21 or something. So like no one really knows what to do. Mm. And then I was like, oh, so I called my sister and she was like, okay, hang on. Um, let me call someone like a doctor that we know or whatever. Um, and they were like, no, like I, I doubt it is anything. So she called me back and she was like, yeah, um, is there anyone like downstairs in reception? And then I was like, oh my God, am I dying? And it, the pain was getting worse and worse and worse. And then I was like, oh, I, I'm probably having a heart attack. I've been drinking days and days and days in a row, no sleep and awful food. And I was like, this, this is my ending. Is this it? surrounded by snow <laughs> no help in sight I mean, this disgusting apartment yeah and I was like oh they're gonna have to wheel my body out <laughs> <laughs> like you know when they like chalk line out the body there wasn't enough room in this room to chalk line my body so then I started saying to the girls and then I burst out crying and as we, I've said before I'm not a crier mm. Um, and then I was like oh god and one of the girls spoke French like okay French mm. but a bit better than remedial I would say <laughs> oh, intermediate jealous. so she went downstairs and found someone who was working ish there like it wasn't a hotel it was like apartments we're all kind of there and then the next thing there's like a knock on the door and four four paramedics come in with a wheelchair <laughs> and, a, and a stretcher and no English <laughs> and I was like well, that better not be for me and I was crying, but like laughing hysterically. <laughs> and they were like, here, come on. The paramedics were like, here, come on, get in the wheelchair. And I was like, I'm not getting in the wheelchair. Like, <laughs> what? No. And the girls were dying laughing. And then I couldn't la- I couldn't stop laughing, but I was also hysterically crying. So I was like, I'm having a heart attack. And they were like, no, you have to get in the wheelchair. And I was like, don't make me get in the wheelchair. I can get in this the elevator myself. <laughs> These might be the last steps I did. Let me go out in <laughs> With <the> style. <laughs> in style. <laughs> let me go out as myself and I, <laughs> this might be the last time people see me also what I was wearing causes havoc anyway so then they were like no like they'd no French and they were like get in so I got in the wheelchair and there's a video of me being wheeled out like dying laughing but also crying like out of the room backwards yeah and then so long and then the French speaking uh, girl was like oh okay I'll be the one to go with you and then they got me out of the wheelchair into a stretcher with, with, <laughs> what do you call Handles. And they were like trotting across the snow with me just sitting there like crying but laughing. And then, and then we were in the ambulance and they like belted me down. But oh I couldn't God. stop, I couldn't stop laughing. Like it was obviously half nervous laughter. Like, um, <laughs> this is kind of giving me a heart attack thinking about it. And uh, one of the paramedics was like, can you please stop laughing? Like, this isn't funny. And we were like, okay, so then we got to this hospital, like, real random French hospital in the ambulance. And the nurse comes in and was like, uh, oh, take off all your clothes. And I was like, 
what? <laughs> she was like, I've been on a very carby week. <laughs> like, what? She was like, take off your clothes. I was like, oh, do you mean like my jumper? She was like, no, no, take off all your clothes. I had to strip fully naked. And a, like a 65, 70-year-old French doctor came in, not a word of English, and started like feeling... Man fe- or woman? Man. Oh! So I starkers, really bright lights. And he had to come in and do all like the chest, like feeling around my chest and stuff. I was mortified. Like I, I streams of mascara coming down my face in the nip. <laughs> that doesn't seem right. Very French. <laughs> and then he was like, oh, I don't really know. Like it was really inconclusive. And I was like, okay. And he was like, we'll do this test in the morning. And I was like, oh, honey, I have a flight in a few hours. Like I have to be out here. And then they were like, well, okay, then. Off you pop. Inconclusive. Then, inconclusive. I still don't know what it was. And I put on my clothes. Like, oh, it was so embarrassing. <laughs> like, starkers with all those circular stickers. It was... <laughs> it was the most embarrassing thing I think that's ever happened to oh me. Oh, my God. And I remember there was two windows in the room I was in when I was fully naked. And I looked over and I was just, like, weeping. N- <laughs> naked. <laughs> In this random French hospital at the top of the mountain. And I was like, this is the lowest of lows. That is incredible. Yeah. But the thing came back and it was just like inconclusive. But I swear to this day, like I, it was what what felt like a heart attack. Maybe it was just a load of carbs running up your arm. I think it was, yeah, a bit of stress, exhaustion, etc. Yeah, your body just being like, what have you done? Oh, God. Well, at least you didn't die. Oh, thank God. (laughs) But what an ailment. Okay, speaking of ailments, I went to Santa Barbara on my J1. And, you know, it was a grand J1. It was probably wasn't a good idea going when you're 20 and not 21. Cause you have I, to that's t- like the cardinal sin. Sh- speaking <laughs> of Archbishop Sexy, that is the cardinal sin of Just a J1. Don't bother. One of the girls wasn't 19 on our... Canada J1 and you shoot 19 to drink and just she oh, it's just it's not worth it it's just no, such it unnecessary you. stress robs you exactly anyway had a grand J1 it was fine and like or sorry, had a, yeah it was a good I've summer I've heard mixed reviews of Santa Babs yeah yeah and then so uh, bear with me on this point right because I, I actually don't know how you feel about this school of thought so <laughs> my blessed school of thought <laughs> <laughs> so when I turned 25 obviously that's such a milestone birthday for my pre- birthday present, I went to see an astrologer. And a s- so totally you. Thank you. Yeah, it is. I, oh, that's so fab. Mad into it. He was unbelievable. And he records it all. And like, I've listened back to it in the last like few years and like stuff has happened. And like, he's not like, a, oh, I'm going to predict your future. He's like, more just tells you about you and your life and what. There was bits in it about like communication and radio and career bits and he had stuff about like your love life and everything. But it wasn't like, this will happen to you. It was Irish. Yeah, he's, he's on um, he's opposite Blackrock College there in Budapest. Oh, I want to go. Yeah, but he goes. He also went through the three places in the world you should visit, and the three places in the world you shouldn't. Like where you're kind of aligned, okay. where you're at your best. I'll give you my three best: Colorado, oh. which I love a good ranch, I suppose. I was going to say very cowboy. Yeah, yeah. Perth or Italy. Okay. I'm like, hello, Italy is my spiritual home. So he was like, if you could just learn Italian and get some kind of music or radio job you should just go 
but obviously I never do that. But my three places I shouldn't go are Brisbane, Reykjavik, so which means I'll never see the Northern Lights. I'll have to go to like Norway or something. Oh, would you not still go? Yeah, he was like, you're not going to die, but <laughs> guess what the third place was? Tell the listeners what finger you just held up there. <laughs> <laughs> my third finger was my middle finger. The third place I shouldn't go was Cala fucking Fornia. And then I, he was like, have That's you ever... a very large state to tell you to stay away from. California is huge. He, he's not telling you to stay away from it, but he was just like, because you basically when you go to him, you give him your time of birth, your pl- exact coordinates of your birth. So like Hollis Street, the time, the date. Wing B. <laughs> Bed 17. Cot 10. So it's like, where all the... <laughs> Incubator 5. <laughs> but the they exact do... coordinates. Sorry, that's bogus. But it, it, so he knows. I feel like I'm having a heart attack. <laughs> okay. I can't stop massaging my chest after telling you that story. Sorry. I think you're having a flashback. <laughs> PTSD. Sorry, go on. Basically, he looks at where the pla- all the planets were on the moment of your birth. And then that kind of like gives him an idea of like the good place and bad. Or where you're just kind of like, kind of like. Thanks me and Gary. <laughs> so like the planets, you're more like magnetically Oh, I get what he's doing. So California, and he was like, have you ever been to California? And I was like, um, and it just made me review my California experience. Bops. <laughs> my bops, right? Didn't get a job, except for the last 10 days of the trip. And I got a job in Abercrombie. <laughs> and obviously they were like, if you promise you won't quit, you're here for more than the summer. I lied to them. To get out of this job, I told them that I'd fallen off my bike because a skunk <laughs> ran in front of the bike and it broke my leg. I had to go to <laughs> San Diego for surgery. On um, the day I was catching the bus to leave Santa Barbara, I saw the manager and she saw me and I had to hide in a shop. <laughs> anyway, she didn't catch me, it was fine. I also missed my family holiday. They were in Utah on a whitewater rafting experience. I don't know why I didn't go. I didn't have a job. I should have just flown out and met them. I just wasn't Aww. thinking clearly. We didn't make any friends. We were staying in this. We made friends with each other. But like there was all these Irish staying in this massive apartment block, but nobody wanted to go to us. <laughs> So then we went to San Diego and we did skydiving. When we, <laughs> I, I, my my shoot didn't work. Kind of. No. <laughs> uh, we fudged up the my la- cord. My <laughs> cord out of a hassle. And like I'm not good with heights, and I'm really. I, but I actually would skydive again. Bungee I couldn't do, but the skydive swing because you're like slowly sorry, sailing. skydiving. I was thinking of when you jump from the bridge. We are. Oh no, that's bungee. Sorry, that's bungee. Anyway, jump out the plane. The gores work fine, but our landing got a bit bungled and I hit the ground, bum first, <laughs> bruised my coccyx. Basically couldn't sit down. It's just sitting in one of those balloon thing or donut pillows. I just do a flight, a 10 hour flight with a bruised coccyx. And to top it all off, in our San Diego trip, we go to Tijuana and we went to this club like Safari that Mr. Hollywood, you pay him 50 quid and he gives you... Oh, yeah, yeah. The bus down, nightclub in, and they just carry you into the nightclub. What's the point? I don't understand. Just go to a nightclub in San Diego. But it's all you can drink. And, uh, sorry, obviously I had one too many. And I placed my white leather handbag. <laughs> my black, black heels. <laughs> Beret. And I left them politely to one side. With my digital camera, my American, like, burner phone, and my passport. And with ever, Mr. Holly was like, get on the bus, get on the bus. I'm like, oh, where's my passport? Don't have my passport, bag's gone, everything. We're getting 
the bus back to the border and I was kind of, you know, that kind of like, um, you don't really understand the gravity of the situation. So we get to the border. I'm like, I don't like, what are we going to do? And then I started, then the emotion starts hitting you because you're like, oh, what are we like? And people are like, what if you get kept to the border? I was like, Mrs. Iglesias. <laughs> Mrs. Iglesias. So luckily my hero, one of the girls, actually Emma, have to give her a shout out, marches up to the border security I don't actually don't really know what she said. I was like a blubbering mess in the back in the corner. And she worked her charm, worked her magic, and they let me go through the border. Otherwise, I would still be bloody Tijuana if it wasn't for Emma. I don't know how I would have gotten next. They, they, they keep she likes them. slipping them a 50. I don't, yeah, no, I don't know. We were students at I the end of the holiday. I was going to say, you wouldn't really be doing that. I don't know. No, I think she just is the gift of the gab. And got my hero, my knight in shining armour. Anyway, we get to the other side and like this, it, this is like two or three days before my flight back to Ireland. I've got a bruised coccyx and no passport. <laughs> and no job. <laughs> no job. Two grand of debt, actually. The loan that I took out to go there is... Well, California is not your vibe. <laughs> two years to pay that loan back. And then <laughs> I had to go up to LA then on my own to go to the consulate. One of the girls had to do this. Yeah, and get a, like a paper passport and wait for the others to come up. And then I went... I was like in LA on my own. Obviously, this was in the height of the Hills fame. So I was like, what will I do to cheer me up? Try find Lauren Conrad's house, which I found, perk. And I saw camera crews coming out of it. And I was like, this is amazing. But that's kind of worth it. And then we went, the girls came up that night and we went to this restaurant. I think it was called like Bella's or something that was in the Hills. And Yeah. I, um, I, oh my God, I loved the Hills. The Hills is class. It, it, was, it was in like the earlier seasons. They're and, the best. Oh, the best. They're just like naughty gold. Oh. And like the fashion and everything. But oh. uh, yeah, and then like we went. Side fringes. Oh, and the pearl necklaces and, like and the blue mass- eyeliner. And the massive hairbands. Oh, stunning. And the bags. Oh. The bags. And the like tight jeans with the massive belts. But they're so low. So low. And then bell bottoming at the bottom. Oh, it's class. So anyway, we I took the girls to this. I made them go. To, no, I didn't take them. I made them. I was like just on this. Just humor me. Humor me, please. I'm just. I just had to be go to the consulate. Broke my ass. I broke my ass. And I went to the loo anyway. We were there, and there was only so the women's toilet only. It was just a room with a toilet in it. Like it wasn't. And I was like, Lauren Conrad's bum has definitely touched this toilet. And I took a photo of it and I put it on Facebook. The end. <laughs> My J1. <laughs> my J1. Closing up. the book. <laughs> yeah, basically, I'll never go to California again, I don't think. Oh my God, I don't think I ever want to be near you when you go to <laughs> no. California again. It's like a hurricane of disaster. How long did it take for your ass to repair? Like, oh, I'd say a long time. Like, uh, slow repairing or Three months. Oh. Like, it was. So, it, sometimes you just get a little bit of a, like, psh, psh of pain. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that was some nice travel stories. They were some fantastic travel stories. Um, <laughs> I'm glad I went to France and spurred this conversation on. <laughs> calamities abroad. Oh, calamity of the girlies. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed our travel stories from abroad, spurred on by my sexy French escapades at the weekend. We've I, gone tra- I feel like we've gone travelling. I feel like we've gone travelling this and evening. Taking you all over the world. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> um, I suppose tune in next week to see the updates with my French love affair. If you have any travel stories, actually, you can get us on Instagram. We'd love to read some DMs about it. 
at self underscore lines or at Clazzy Cabana. How many Zs are in it? C-L-A-Z-Z-Y-K-A-B-A-N-A. Clazzy Cabana. <laughs> at Archbishop of Sexy. <laughs> Hashtag Archbishop of Sexy. Make sure you hashtag Archbishop of Sexy after you tell us the story so we know what it's for. Yeah, yeah, we'll be searching the hashtag. We'll be trending soon, I guess. But I suppose send us messages if you want us to do any specific um, topics or vibes, even yes. though I have so many in my noggin. But we'd love to hear from, from the girlies, from the diocese, <laughs> from the parish. <laughs> I love the religious theme of this episode. We should do a religious episode. <gasps> oh my god, yeah. Wait, oh. <laughs> take notes. Um, I, oh, and also before we go, we would love if you're enjoying the pod, if you could rate, review, and/or subscribe to us. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Even though we don't need a lot of help, we're doing great. <laughs> we are I just surprise ourselves. <laughs> Um, and yeah, I hope you have a lovely week, girlies. Yeah, happy Tuesday. Cheerio. Ta-ra. Toodle-pip. That was fit for a church, and I really appreciate it. I was going Archbishop vibes. <laughs> that was fit for a cathedral. I was going Desmond Tutu vibes. Also, the eye contact really—you <laughs> did not break stare. I wanted to make sure it was good. I can't tell if I close my eyes. <laughs> you want to see if I'm enjoying it? Like close my eyes. Like, <laughs> yeah, take to the heavens. Daka. Salut, Rui. Take it away, so Gary spoke. <laughs> Do you think I could sing your name to sing to sing us out? Mm, Gary, Gary has spoken. <laughs> this is the gospel according to Gary. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.